This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. And no Brian. All right. No Brian? Um, no, he doesn't like Star Trek. Oh. Uh, he's never seen Star Trek, so what a nerd. But, but he is the world's biggest Ricardo Montalban fan. He is. Yes. And I'm pretty sure I saw him in Alameda looking for the nuclear vessels. <laughs> nuclear vessels. All right, today we're going to be talking about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Scott, take it away. In my top ten of sci-fi movies easily. No way. Yeah, I know. Big surprise. Um, and probably in my, my top 25 movies of all time would be this movie, uh, if I had to really think about it. Uh, it. It's a big departure from the, the first Star Trek movie, the motion picture, where they were going for the hard sci-fi angle, and it just kind of... Just petered out. It didn't really work for what they were going with. Uh, it, was, it was a big departure hey, from the show. Yes, it was a big departure from the show. And then this movie, The Wrath of Khan, was an even bigger leap from from there. But I feel like for the first time, they kind of nailed what what everybody really loves about the show, or at least those who who do like it. So you, it's a lot lighter. Um, it's more of an adventure. It's more action adventure than than hard sci-fi, which is I think where where Star Trek and even Star Wars, where the bread and butter is, it doesn't really matter how this shit works. You know, all the technology, the warp speed. It's just uh, what everybody does with it. Yeah, but in Star Trek, they do take it more seriously than Star Wars. Well, th- there's definitely a shitload of the techno babble that is true. Yeah. And, that, that, and, that, and the mm-hmm. plot does revolve around a lot of that stuff. But on the same note... There's a bald it, lady. Yeah, it's, it's less of the hard sci-fi, though, where it's more about the space opera drama than it is about alien well then like yeah robots and lightsabers like yeah because if yeah. they're aliens captain kirk's banging them that is true <laughs> that is true uh I, I would say two legs but who knows with aliens but uh de- definitely the heartbeat yeah good old good old shatner uh and, and what is probably his most uh fondly remembered performance and as, as jeff pointed out last week uh there there is some scenery chewing going on between Kirk and even more so with the crowd of Montauban, uh, just all the great lines from from Khan as as you go through the movie. But we'll we'll go ahead and start from the beginning. Uh, it takes place. I forget how long after the first movie it, it takes place. But hey, real quick, did they ever make the movie Con Air? But spell it this way because <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to now. Yeah. Well, but but except instead of Air, it would be H E I R. So it would be the son of Khan. There you go. And he and would Nicholas Cage, of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have some serious, serious uh, scene tunery. Tunery. Scene 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 tunery. Tunery. Chim tunery. Chim tunery, chim tunery, scene tunery. Speaking of Star Wars, that sounds like a Star Wars name. Chim tunery. Scene tunery. It's got do Nicholas Cage doing Ricardo Montalban doing Wrath of Khan. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, from hell's heart, 
God damn it. <laughs> Strong. I, I was, I was going to do the impression, but now I'm not going to. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> I was totally going to do it, too. It was going to be fantastic. Moving uh-huh. along. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, the <laughs> movie starts, and the, the whole movie harkens back to an old episode of Star Trek, uh, which I'm sure everybody listening is familiar with. Yes. Uh, which, the original, which also had Ricardo Montalban, mm-hmm. uh, also wearing a, a long... A long wig. <laughs> yeah, but he had black hair in the episode. He did. He, he looked yeah. like a Native American. He he had that thing going in the the sixties, the the buff guy, where dudes on movies that were ripped were just kind of weird looking. <laughs> they would yeah. show him doing like a lot of push ups, and that would be about it. Uh, you know, it wasn't until like Arnie came along. Yeah, what was it? Uh, I was all the bodybuilders. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was watching was it Spartacus way back when for the first time, <laughs> and when they showed Kirk Douglas without a shirt, I'm like, he's just sucking his gut in. He didn't work out for any yeah, of this movie. Yeah, Alec, you know what? That's the perfect way of putting it. It all looks like they're sucking their guts in and sticking their chests out. And that's all they was doing. Although they were they were, they were just as uh, like tan like fake tanned and oiled as <laughs> in the sixties as they were by the time Arnie and Sly. We're doing the same thing. That's true. They just weren't veiny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or so, muscular. <laughs> so, the the cast is quickly reintroduced from you know, the last movie. Shatner looks exactly the same. That guy has looked the same for 90 years now, how old he is. He's, he's obviously a little heavier, but... He looked a little different in Tech War. No, I mean he's obviously aged, but like, if if we all look that good when we're 110, nice. That's, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so does this one start out with them on the Enterprise or no? Because I know they go. Th- I think they do because this is the one where spoiler alert they self destruct it, right? Or uh... yeah, I think I think I think this, he's officially the captain on the ship at this point, or is he? Or is he the admiral? No, I think he's or still is he... Yeah, I forget. Yeah. I forget why he takes over the ship. But it is the Enterprise because I know in the next few yes. movies they're never on the Enterprise. They're like on like yeah, four. Yeah. They're on the Klingon ship, and then they're in the Yosemite third one. just camping. Yeah, <laughs> and then they meet Jesus. It's kind of yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they do the quick intro of all the characters. Um, yeah, like Shatner's still the same. Leonard Nimoy. Um, Leonard Nimoy. And and it's always. Uh, in all of the movies, even the bad ones, it's always been still fun to see them play off each other. Because Kirk's just the raging egomaniac. Or Shatner, whichever one you want to look at it. And Nimoy's always there as the, the calm voice of reason. Yeah, and, but... God, was a hint, uh, Nimoy and DeForest Bones, so that's the best. That's always good, too. Yeah. Uh, out of your Vulcan mind! <laughs> trying to think of a good Spock quote or a good Bones quote towards Spock I can't think of one other than that one uh, you, you go through and meet Scotty again he's, he's still just as Scottish except he's about 50 pounds heavier <laughs> of all the cast uh, <laughs> he, he unfortunately weathered the storm uh, the least 
of the of the time in between movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is he the only one who has uh, passed away, or no? I I think he still has. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Right. They're all still around. Uh, like George, what, I'm about Chekhov. Chekhov. Is he Walter, still Walter, Walter Kading. Yeah, he's still yeah. going. I talked to him on the phone once. There you go. He did the voice, and he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Even Zay voice. Sorry to interrupt, but I was just yeah. That cat. He died a while ago, but the rest are still going strong. Yeah, like uh, George Takei. He's it's, getting mad, Bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the guy's huge on. I'm sure he has like people that help him out with it, but he, yeah, he's huge oh, on Twitter. Right. Yeah, he fully embracing social media. I don't know what Kaning's up to. Nichelle Nichols is still around, and of course yeah. Shatner, and he's still doing the Priceline commercials. Kneeboy singing about Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> it's true. Wait, wait, so, sorry, yeah. was was he in the new Star Trek movie? I know he was in the first of the new Star Trek, but was ne- he in Nemo, the... Yeah, he was in both of them. Was he? Okay. Ones. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, be interesting to see if uh, they they managed to get anybody else in the, the third one. They already played the the parallel universe time travel thing up, so it would be kind of awkward to drag anybody else in. And it can't be flashbacks because they're all super old. It's <laughs> yeah. true. Well, they're doing it with Arnold in the new Terminator, and they did it with Jeff Bridges and Tron. That's true, and it, and they look completely realistic. <laughs> well, Tron could be forgiven because he's in the computer. Yeah, yeah, and they can do like the hollow deck version in Star Trek. Yeah, well, Tron could be forgiven because there's Olivia Wilde in it. But anyways, <laughs> that too. We digress. Uh, so yeah, you go through the cast, and you know it, it is a likable group in the end. Uh, Somehow, because <laughs> they're all pretty much stereotypes and one-note characters. Um, although they, they expand upon it in the movies, like uh, especially in this one where Kirk is kind of battling, I guess, age. Uh, the fact that he's never lost becomes a big plot point uh, in the movie. Yeah, you get the, the ancillary cast in this. Uh, you get a young and super hot Kirstie Alley, by the way. Uh, Savic, yeah, that should definitely be mentioned. Who clearly uh, has the hots for not only uh, Spock but also for Kirk, which is a little awkward. Mm-hmm. So you get uh, Ricardo Montalban and his his people, his lackeys, if you will. And once once everybody's introduced, it, it goes from there. And you get a lot of great singular sci-fi moments. Um, you get the little earworms. Which Ugh, as a as a worst. as a kid, uh, that that messed me up. Hated that. Although as a practical effect, it was awesome. They actually built uh, a giant ear, so they could have a little animatronic worm. Oh yeah. So instead of having the close up, so you get that you get the whole Genesis thing. Although it looks it looks kind of cheesy now. It looks like a bad George Lucas matte painting in the background. With some sparkles in it. So before you leave the ear thing, so the one thing everyone's brought up to me, because I never watched the show, at least back then. Since then, I've picked up episodes here and there. But I guess in the original show, um, when they go down to the planet, right, it's uh, Chekhov and that 
black dude. I don't remember his name in, in the episode. Spock. No. <laughs> oh. Um, and Chekhov's field. Yeah, and Chekhov's the one who realizes that they're in, that they found Khan, and he's like, "We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. These guys are bad." And then they obviously they go outside, and Khan and his lackeys are waiting for him. I guess in the original episode, Chekhov either wasn't on the show at the time, or he wasn't in that episode, so he would have no idea who Khan is. And they said everyone gets mad. Like, the hardcore Trekkers get uh, upset when it, they see it that. is it is true that people get bent about that. Um, I like they they make it seem like they'd met personally. I think that was the problem. Like, okay. it, would, it would make sense that or it'd be easily explained anyways that Chekhov would knew who he was. Because it would have been a big deal, like as far as news goes, you know. Okay, I gotcha, yeah. But at least in the in Starfleet. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, they made it seem like they'd met when they hadn't in that episode. Yeah. And people lost their shit about that. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Um, and they they actually, um, and it was kind of clever in the in the latest Star Trek movie. They go out of their way to to put Chekhov like down in engineering, so he never actually has any screen time with Khan. <laughs> if you if you ever watch that movie again, spoiler alert, Khan. What, what, I mean, <laughs> Benedict. I mean, oh, so, Cumberbun. Yeah, I'm back to. Uh, the the great moments uh, setting course for Roger Five. <gasps> I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah, you get a lot of shit there. don't don't let us easily sidetrack you, Scott. Come on, let's go. Well, let's, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I, I can I have no problem talking over Alex. Fuck it. Like, Talk I, over me. I can't tell you how many episodes that I've gone through and edited. And I'm like, yeah, I don't remember Alex saying anything here. <laughs> Because you've been uh, talking over him your whole life. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that I'm talking over him. It's just ignoring, ignoring him. him. Yeah, yeah, I know. What? So, yeah, great great sci-fi moments. Uh, you get the earwig, uh, the the Genesis thing, the the final ship battle and the the weird nebula, the the final final scenes in the the reactor core and the on the ship. Uh, so I have to admit something stupid that Genesis. I saw this movie after Genesis was out. Then Sega Genesis was out. I thought you were and... gonna say after you went to a Genesis concert. <laughs> no, and I don't think I knew who the Genesis band was at the time, and uh, and I never read the Bible. So Genesis was a new word for me. I thought. I mean, I thought it was like, oh, just like the video game. That was like my <laughs> thing. Yep. Were you disappointed? Oh, no. But they weren't uh, playing Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> yeah, that, in that little underground paradise <laughs> they had, Sonic was running around collecting gold coins or something. But, you know. <laughs> I bet that's what it is. <laughs> I Sonic... was never a Sega fan anyway, so it would be better if Mario was running around. So I think that, you know, that's what makes the, the movie work so well. You get all these little great characters and everybody gets kind of a, a little moment to shine uh, you get some great all time classic lines uh, a lot of them from uh, from Khan uh, my my personal favorite being when uh, Scott Kirk trapped in the planet and he he's, he's telling him over the intercom you'll be buried alive 
buried alive. He says it twice for no reason. He's trying to give himself an, his own echo. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Oh, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the quoting of the Shakespeare. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. You got that from Mr. Burns. Car. Just, just even the way he says Kirk's name. Kark. And then probably the famous, the mo- we can't talk about these lines without the most famous line, which is uh, after Khan has successfully baited Kirk. Uh, Kirk takes the intercom and just yells out, Khan! And it, it's the, the, the single greatest moment of overacting <laughs> in the history of film. His whole hand shaking and his face is red. Everything. Shaking. The camera is pulling away and spinning at the same time. Yeah, there's doves flying in the, in the background. It's sunset. Uh, yeah, John Woo and Michael Bay were brought in yeah, to film that scene. Yeah. Just that one scene. Yeah. Get on that. Uh, get the the great exchange with uh, when Kirk and Spock fake him out. Uh, even though it's super obvious if you watch it again. <laughs> like Leonard Nimoy practically winks at the camera <laughs> when he's when he's saying the lines about how it could take days could turn into weeks, minutes could turn into hours. Not, nothing revolutionary as far as the the plot goes. You have Khan trying to get revenge, and in the backdrop of the the Star Trek science fiction. Uh, but the the resolution with with the characters is great and super ballsy at the time. Um, for anybody that hasn't happened to see Wrath of Khan and you want to... Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, a huge spoiler alert coming. Mm-hmm. You've been warned. Um, so at the time, super ballsy for them to, to kill off a major character. Um, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jared thought that was funny. <laughs> you shutting the background again? <laughs> Killing a you major just... character. <laughs> Yeah, it was a perfect Man, time blast. We got, got drums out, <laughs> drums being beat off, beat off. Jesus Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> drums and pop music being blasted across the street for Tet. And it's people in my own house that are and, being picked and, up. By my... And that Tet is offensive. Whoa! Too soon. Happy Tet, everybody. <laughs> yeah, happy Tet. Or Chinese, Chinese New Year, New Year. or. <laughs> Whatever you want to... Which, whichever way you swing. Happy Year yeah. of the Ram. Yep. Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. Year of the Goat. I, I am looking forward to Year of the Cock again. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> That's my year to shine. Yeah. I, too, am a cock. <laughs> Just gotta isolate that sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they pull... Something that's, you know, it took a lot of guts. I'm sure the studio wasn't entirely happy with it, seeing as Star Trek was still major property for Paramount at the time. So you get a rather uh, poignant moment, a couple of poignant moments at the end with uh, Kirk and Spock, with an, with another famous line: the 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 needs of the one, or the needs of the the many outweigh the the needs of the few, or the one. And uh, mm-hmm. Spock. Uh, gives up his life to save everybody on the ship uh, with, with horrible radiation poisoning. <laughs> uh, I guess it affects Vulcans a little differently because he didn't look that bad. 
Like some Falcon. of his skin started to slough off, but otherwise he looked in pretty good shape. It wasn't like uh, whatchamacallit, The Rock, with the yeah. VX gas. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Uh, and then, you know, you get uh, another <laughs> super sappy moment where Kirk, during uh, the eulogy, says that he was that Spock was the most human uh, person that he ever met. And then the, thus the movie ends. And I'm sure Trek fans are freaking out. It's like, oh, wait, the credits are coming up soon. This is not going to, he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, but just... Uh, take a second here. Think, think of the, an analog for that. Like, you think of major franchises, uh, movie franchises, or even TV. How how things would have gone if they'd killed off a main character, except for Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do that every episode. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, it's becoming more of a trend where people aren't safe, especially in these ensemble pieces. Uh, but yeah, I mean, imagine. I guess- Owen one Kenobi in the first one, but he wasn't like established for a whole, you know, yeah, series of shows and everything. So yeah. yeah, he didn't have the full weight of pop culture behind him at the time. Right now, uh, if Vader had killed Luke in uh, what you call it, an Empire. That would have been like shit my pants moment. Yeah, that. Yeah, but that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, if Luke had bit it. Uh, or Leia or Han. Uh, I mean, and they, they kind of do something like that at the end of Empire, where they kind of leave it up in the air, uh, where Han isn't killed outright. But, uh, they, you know, it's open to interpretation. Yeah, Harrison always said he should have died. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the, the people making the movie didn't know if he was going to come back. So, uh, think about something like that, or uh, what would be another major one at the time. Um, five, will, five will get eaten by a cat. <laughs> that should have happened, actually. <laughs> it kind of should have happened. Yeah. If, you know, like, I... J- John McClane died in the beginning of Die Hard 2. Yeah. And just Hans Gruber gets away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even... The adventures of Hans Gruber. No, Die Hard 2. So it wouldn't even be Hans Gruber. It would just be oh, that oh. no-name thug that... I don't even know who he is. Like, that was yeah. the worst movie ever. <laughs> it would just be... Yeah, it'd be awesome. Well, that movie sucked, so they could have they could have killed him off there. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, like a like a lethal weapon. Uh, after three, if they killed off somebody, yeah, it's just and it, it, yeah. it is fascinating to me that they decide to do that. But it's bullshit because he's back in the third movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not that ballsy. No, but I mean, at the time though, you didn't know. No, it's like Gandalf dying in the beginning of the yeah, Lord of well, the Rings. Yeah, but it's pretty much exactly what it's like. <laughs> but there was no book. I mean, people knew though. Nobody knew that there was. I be- know. I'm just saying that it, it is ballsy if he would have stayed dead, not that he appears in the next. Yeah, movie. I mean, let's talk about that too. Like, if if you had have killed off a, a Luke or killed off Spock permanently, um, you know how how do you move things forward at that point? Uh, I I think it's cool to to completely shift focus like that, uh, being forced to in the narrative. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Game of Thrones, like you that's said. That's exactly yeah. It's exactly what Game of Thrones is. <laughs> You're following all these people. All of a sudden, they're all dead. Oh, I guess we're following these new set of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: Everyone dies in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Just like it's in real life. 
That's true. Every fight. Some of them even come back to life and then die again. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah, it's. You know, what it am I. Th- Sorry, I had to say a line. It was a hell of a thing when Spock died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Seinfeld. <laughs> they get all teary eyed for a second. Yeah, not for Susan. But hell of a yeah. thing when Spock died. <laughs> Wipes tears. It's, it, I, I, I get a little misty eyed. Yeah, and you forgot to mention the Titanic scene where he he's having sex with a reactor and he puts his Vulcan mitt up on the glass and it slides down. <laughs> Cam- Cameron totally ripped him off. That's true. <laughs> that and fire in the sky. Same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck that movie. Uh, nightmares. <laughs> D.B. Sweeney. The Sweeney. T-1000. These giant nostrils. Yeah. So, yeah, the the whole movie just flows together. We, I talked a little about this uh, when we when I talked about Lost in Translation, where obviously there's there's a lot more tension and conflict and action and, and Wrath of Khan, but but even when there isn't, uh, the movie still flows together because uh, we're getting time to to you're spending time with uh, all these these cool characters. And then uh, for my money, I don't really have a a dog in the fight of which is better, Star Trek or Star Wars. I, I mean, I, I think Empire is probably superior to anything that, that Star Trek put out, but it, uh, Wrath of Khan is up there, though. So oh, I agree with that. I know. I'm always surprised when people get, you know, angry about that about one being better than the other. I mean, to me, it's just apples and oranges. I mean, they're both space operas, but past that, there's not a whole lot of common ground. I feel. No, but I'd much rather watch Empire than Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I, I think, you know, for sure Empire is a better movie, but I, I think even, Emp- I don't think comparing Empire to Wrath of Khan really, you know, other than just as sci-fi, you know, they're no, so yeah, different from each other. Yeah. Well, I was I was on the fence for years, like, but when I was a kid, I was like, I had the two VHSs in my hand, and I'd go, well, one of them has lightsabers, so I think I'll watch that one. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that was always the deciding factor. And there's, there's always the the nerd debate of you know nerd what bait. what would win, like Millennium Falcon or like against the Enterprise or something stupid like that. Well, the Enterprise would win. Oh well, yeah, just on pure science, yeah. Chivas H. Truck it. Um, but then we'll say like, okay, the Enterprise versus a Star Destroyer or something like that. Uh, oh, that's a more even fight. Yeah, so mm. I, I I enjoy the the nerd debates, even though, like I said, I don't really care. <laughs> See all these great well, moments, and then Abrams, of, of Abrams the, can make it happen now. He's had experience with both. Yeah, guy made a deal with the nerd devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can direct both those movies. So wait, who is the nerd devil? Ned Flanders. Mm, that's a good question. Bill Gates. Walt, Dis- Walt Disney? No. It's got to be someone who's dead. Or no. Does it have to be? I guess. Well, Roddenberry's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Roddenberry. Uh, hmm. Carl Sagan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that real science should be mixed along with the science fiction. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asimov. 
Ass mob, yeah. It's tough to say. Neil deGrasse Tyson, even though he's still alive. Mm-hmm. All right, carry on. So yeah, that's, that's you know, kind of hit a lot of the points I want to talk about. And of, of all the Star Trek movies, even though it has the iconic uh, Star Trek music, the, the opening score anyways, the, the score for this movie is, is great. I put it just a peg below uh, Star Wars. And it, it was too bad that, you know, the other mo- all the other Star Trek movies, including in the ones for the next generation, None of the scores ever came close to, to the one they, they had for Wrath of Khan. Uh, it's kind of the big, uh, bombastic, orchestral... Very uh, fantastic. Very fantastic, yes. Who did the score? Bill Conti? I don't think it was Bill Conti. No. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. I don't, I don't know. It very well could have been. It's uh, a good job for me now. But yeah, um, that's... That's about all I wanted to say about that. So what about finding out that Captain Kirk has a kid? That actually doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I think it's one of the weak, weak, weaker links of the movie. Um, it, it totally makes sense that he has a kid, though. <laughs> he's yeah. probably yeah. got, With his he's got probably 12 kids. Yeah. 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 much alien tail as he's gotten? Jeebus H. Uh, How many eggs so, has he hatched? So let me ask, I have two nerd Star Trek questions. Um do they ever in the? Sh- I mean, they ever before that reveal that he has children? No, Mm-mm. I don't think so. Okay, and he does bang all these aliens. Do they ever? Say- and I know, like they try to be scientifically accurate. Is like anatomy? <laughs> is it possible for uh, Kirk and? Uh, I know Vulcans can, right? Because isn't Spock half? Yeah, Spock's half. But like with another alien, does it like? Do their organs even match up? And, and if they do, um, do they have the right so, so that's one of the <laughs> is, is this junk made out of purple or orange rock, too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> blow through like a shotgun. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's very common to not just Star Trek, but to any science fiction, including Star Wars. Uh, everybody's got two legs and a vagina, at least of the female persuasion. So They at least all have do, a mouth. Do, do what you want. And throughout the, the... I don't know how much in the movies, but uh, throughout the series between Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager, there's a lot of habbies. Uh, so it seems like just about anybody can mate with anybody else. But mate, but what can they have offspring, I guess is what I'm asking. No, that's, that's what I mean. The scientific meaning of mate. Oh, really? Not just boink. All right. <laughs> Knocking space boots. Yeah. Knocking gravity boots. Mm-hmm. All right, beer break. <laughs> beer break. I'm gonna get some Romulan ale. I'm gonna get boom. Yeah, and we're back. So um, I smoke two joints in the morning. Sorry. <laughs> so it was the question was posed who. Did it was ya. <laughs> it was ya. Did the score? Who did the score for Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan? And it was James Horner. Oh, dang it! That should have been my guess. Who also did the score for Commando? The master of 
steel drum composition. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard a steel drum in Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Did I know? Obviously, Star Trek isn't a camera movie. But didn't he do most of Cameron's movies, like Terminator and Titanic? And um, let's see. I'm looking here. Glory, which was a great score. Din, din, uh, din, 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 din. Tear him up. <laughs> was tear it up. Good score there. Didn't they play the Terminator like a steel drum at the end of it? That movie. <laughs> that would have been awesome if Sarah Connor gets over there. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You're tired, you son of a bitch. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's not that important, Scott. We can... Crossover, crossover moment. You Titanic. Whoa! What's your, what's your guys' favorite Star Trek reference on a TV show? Uh, well, for me, the the entire <laughs> the entire episode of Futurama where they actually meet the cast. <laughs> oh, but that was the, awesome! The singular moment was because uh, they got the entire cast to do voices of themselves, um, except for James Doohan because he'd passed away. Um, so instead of Scotty, they had the character of Welshie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Welshie. <laughs> and Welshie gets struck by lightning in the very beginning of the episode and dies. <laughs> Everybody's sad. <laughs> They yell out, well, she, no. <laughs> yeah, that was Fry that yelled that. That's, that's my Okay, George, and then it pops up, you give him a karate chop. <laughs> I don't know karate. Why do you assume just because of my Japanese heritage that I know karate? <laughs> cool. Jeff? Um, I had probably some Simpsons stuff. I already mentioned uh, setting cores for Roger 5. Or I think they're watching an old Star Trek movie, like Star Trek... 12 or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah, and and Scott, yeah, and Scotty's even fatter. <laughs> it's no good, Captain. I cannot reach the control panel. <laughs> That's all I can think of. One of the uh, ones I almost always forget until I watch the episode was in Married with Children <laughs> when Al comes up with a show called Shoe Trek. <laughs> I don't remember that. He pitches it to the TV exec played by John Lovitz, Jeff's favorite person in the world. And, uh, of course, being John Lovitz, he steals it after Al leaves the studio and actually produces the show. Yeah, that's what he would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, speaking thing, of Lovitz... Yeah, I was just going to say... Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to save it. We could save it for the news section later, okay. but the, the SNL thing was yeah. pretty funny with him. Okay, yeah, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> I laughed. I LOL'd. So, that's, yeah, great score, uh, great movie. I highly recommend this to anybody that likes sci-fi, or just a good, uh, kind of a mostly good, light... Whoever, whoever enjoys a good worm in the ear should yeah. really watch this movie. <laughs> you should. If you like seeing worms crawl into ears. <laughs> okay. So, okay. my biggest problem with this movie, ever since I saw it as a kid, was... Worms? <laughs> well, the worm part was freaky. It wasn't that bad. But it has to do with the worms. Is when they go to that... I don't know if it's the space station or the ship. I forgot exactly where. But Kirk goes, and I don't know who's with him. And uh, the guy, I can't remember his name. The black guy that has a thing in his ear. We have to find out that guy's name. Um, Paul Winfield, for life. Pa- All right, Paul Winfield. Um, not related to Dave Winfield, or is he? Is That would be interesting. Uh, um, Cap- it was like Captain Terrell, I think. Okay. So he has the worm in his ear, so all of a sudden he turns on Kirk... And instead of killing Captain Kirk, he kills himself. Like, 
it's that whole thing like, oh, you know, you're t- trying to talk to the person deep inside. and like, But it's not like it's your wife or your child or something. It's just your fucking boss. <laughs> and it's like he chooses Kirk or him, yeah, Kirk over himself. I don't know. I always thought that was retarded. So Jeff, Jeff would rather be a murderer than. <laughs> well, you're a murderer either way. Either way, it's a sin, Scott. So right. at least one way you can postpone your uh, <laughs> eternal <laughs> burning by uh, killing Kirk. Yeah, you got time to repent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I just not... thought that was cheesy. I want to say the Paul Winfield thing came up before. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. No, that's it. I just thought, even as a kid, that was weird that he chose to kill himself over Kirk, who's just a coworker. It, it is a little, <laughs> it is a little weak in the. Excuse me. <sighs> nice. Mm-hmm. It's this is a little weak writing there. Uh, it, it to raise the stakes to show that you know, kill off a character, raise the stakes, make the conflict stronger but they they had him kill himself but yeah but you know, they could they could have been handled differently yeah. yeah like make it kirk's son so like make it so it's a family member at least right i mean like a, a cheesy version but a better version would be like a naked gun at the end when when jane has the the bracelet on right and she's trying to kill frank and he talks her out of it at least like it's his girl like it, <laughs> You can at least see that happening as opposed to your co-worker. Seriously. I never thought Khan would be linked to Naked Gun somehow. Well, Ricardo Montalban's in it for crying out loud. Oh, that's and, true. And mind control. Holy shit. Oh, never mind. You've come control. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Ricardo Montalban. And little known fact, that finger that's in the hot dog is actually one of Spock's radiated fingers. Mm. I thought yep. it looked familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That big ass Vulcan ring on it. Um. So I, I have one other thing, and this is just I. Well, crossover. <laughs> what is so? Sounds like Scott's a bigger Star Trek fan than I realized. I think I know. Alex and I are bigger Star Wars fans than that, but of the Star Trek movies, what is your favorite? I don't know why I worded it that way, but what is your favorite Star Trek? Is it this one? Is it, you know... Uh, yeah, no, it's it's this one for sure. And then they, they kind of have that... It's not really a joke, but every even number one is supposed to be one of the good ones. Yeah. Even though it's entirely lined up that way once you get into the next generation movies. And yes, I am, I am a fan. Um, I probably do know more about Star Trek than I do about Star Wars. Um, okay. Although I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a bigger fan of one over the other. All right, but so Rathacon over not only the original Star Trek, but over Next Generation movies, over the shows, over the new movies, the new Abrams best thing movie. they ever, that they ever put on screen. Okay. I'm Alex? Gonna, yes. oh, sorry. I'm going to have to go with my... After that, number four, yeah. Yeah, number I'm going to have to go with my childhood favorite, which was number four, The Journey Home. Yeah. That's the one I saw all the time when I was a kid. So why? What what makes that? I'm agree. I agree with you. But I want to know why you. Because when I was a kid, just having those characters actually be on Earth during like the the same you know in the present at the time was just amazing to me. Like oh they're 
just in San Francisco right now. I could drive over there and see him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scotty, yeah. Scotty just talking to the computer through the mouse. Oh, that kills me every time. Low computer. <laughs> it's definitely the most comical of all of them, and I think well, you, that's yeah, why. Even I like the music in that movie is like got the steel drums going. Yeah, it's got the steel drums. <laughs> uh, even yeah, even the score reinforces the the lighthearted nature of the, the fourth movie. Yeah, so I would agree. The fourth one for me, Wrath of Khan is right behind it, and it is probably the better movie. Like. I haven't watched either of them in a while, and I probably, if I watched them now, I probably would choose Con, but since I haven't, <laughs> I'm going to stick with four, because that's the one I enjoyed watching most as a kid. And I was also into the whole animal. I love whales and stuff like that, so just all of that. Better be whales! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I really liked the new, not the latest new one, but the first of the new one, the first Abrams, the reboot, I guess. I really dug that one. And it's probably because it's more like Star Wars than any other Star Trek movie. Yeah, R2's in it for Pete's sake. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's it's an Easter egg, but he's part of the flying debris in the uh, in one of the opening shots. All right. You so like see. the Millennium Falcon and um, Blade Runner? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Luke Luke's hand is in... Uh... Anyways... <laughs> So yes, probably... <laughs> Luke's hand is in cool hand, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Since we probably won't be doing another Star Trek episode, well, maybe we will. I don't know, but like, yeah. let's kind of just talk general Star Trek. Let's wait until the end of this episode. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> oh, oh no, we're not doing two in a row. So I'll be two of them. <laughs> um, did, so did you guys watch any of the shows religiously, or not even religiously, or I guess religiously or casually? So, so my my, I never really watched. The original show uh, with with Next Generation, my my dad watched it, so I ended up watching a lot of it and became a fan that way. Um, Deep Space Nine was really the first one that I went out of my way to watch, and it's probably my favorite of the the five series they've done now. Uh, yeah. Isn't Deep Space Nine considered the most boring one? Or no? uh, well, a lot of people say it's a ripoff of Babylon Five, which was kind of going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, I. I I dug it. I liked the characters. I had a huge crush on Terry Farrell, who played Dax on on that show. Um, I, I know I liked it a lot. Uh, Voyager, I gave it a shot. Kind of lost interest, and it never really watched Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I watched the original series because that was always on reruns when I was a kid. So I watched that one, and then I skipped over all the other crap, and I just went to the Next Generation. Oh no, wait. It was Wait, what's all the other crap? Oh, uh, for some reason, I thought that Deep Space Nine and Voyager were in between that period, but no. Uh, but I, yeah, I, think... I, did, I did watch Next Generation pretty religiously, and then after that, I just lost interest. I, I think the thing that Deep Space Nine did that I really liked was there was a lot of continuity in the show, whereas Next Generation was kind of a Alien of the Week yeah. deal most of the time. Um, just like the original show. Yeah, and then Voyager, they had the, the overarching thing of getting home, but it was kind of the same thing. There was a little more continuity there, but with this, there there was, you know, each season would, would play out an entire storyline. Uh, so wait, is Voyager like Battlestar Galactica, trying to get home? I didn't, I've never watched Voyager. I just know it has the one hot board chick, but that's all I know about Voyager. <laughs> she, she, didn't, she didn't even join until like season three or four. But, Seven, uh, nine or whatever. Yeah. Double of D. 
But uh, <laughs> it, I, you know what? I haven't really watched Battlestar Galactica, so I can't answer oh, that question. All right. Um, having not watched Battlestar, I'm pretty sure Battlestar is better though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And for me, I never watched the old show. I remember it would be on late night, like on Channel 13 or something. But I never. It just seemed really old. And yeah, I just straight didn't, syndication. Yeah. Yeah. I just did not dig it um and then one day you know how every once in a while like cable breaks and you get like free channels and you're always as a kid you're hoping it was porn but it never happened <laughs> it was never the porn channel the scram- just- the scram- you're crossing your fingers the scrambled channel would just unscramble yeah, the scrambled minutes. scrambled nipple will turn into a real nipple no but one day we got the pay-per-view and all it was doing was looping was the new the, lo- the latest star trek movie which was the the last one the undiscovered country uh. And so that was the first Star Trek movie I ever saw was that one, and I really liked it. it was, that really, so that's the first one I saw. I really dug it, and then I asked my mom, my parents, if I can go watch, so go rent some movies. And I literally went to was the warehouse or Blockbuster and rented all five. Like <laughs> I went got all five Star Trek movies, and I watched mm-hmm. them like all in a row, and uh, it was pretty awesome. The first one I thought was boring put in Wrath of Khan, I liked it. The third one I thought was boring. The <laughs> fourth one I thought was good. And the fifth one was dog crap. I, that's the one I've seen only the one time and I've never seen it again. Um, it's pretty bad. Well, the third one's pretty bad too, though. Yeah, but I've seen it multiple. At least that one I was able to sit through a couple times. The, that fifth one, no way. Um, and then my friend... Why does God need Sasha? I think it was BK was really into Next Generation. I tried watching it, and it was okay. Like, I didn't totally dig it, but I remember it was also on Channel 13, like, in reruns and stuff. And it would be on after, like, Arsenio or Conan or whatever it was. And I liked it. But I still think, the, for me, the movies are the only thing I really followed, and only the original movies. I don't even know if I've seen a Next Generation movie. I guess I saw the one that they make con- first contact. I think I've seen that one. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that uh, one, too. That one's probably the best of the next generation. The one with the board. Yeah. Anytime they do time traveling, it's pretty good. <laughs> it does seem to be the case. <laughs> so I think we can we can thank Next Generation though for being the most meme ready of the shows. <laughs> That's for damn sure. It's a shitload of of memes and videos where they point out stuff. It's all hilarious. Uh, for example, one of my favorite videos that I saw last year that cracked me up. Um, the Worf character is supposed to be the the, the aggressive uh, like alpha male, and his answer to every problem is, "Well, let's shoot it, or let's raise fences, let's you know, let's go on the offensive." And so somebody went through every single episode of Next Generation and strung together every scene where Captain Picard asked for advice from his officers, and <laughs> and every single one of them, Worf gets shot down. <laughs> like they, they, they always ignore him, or they, or Picard goes with somebody else's advice. Like they never listen to him ever. And then, and there's a couple of exceptions where he, Worf will suggest something. Picard will say, "No, we shouldn't do that." And then Riker will say, "Give the same advice that Worf did." And Picard will be like, "Okay, let's go do that." <laughs> they, well, they they were more progressive in the next generation, but they weren't idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That kind of stuff cracks me up. Uh, my, I do remember now. Now I know I've seen. So first contact was with the Borg, right? Mm-hmm. 
I do remember, like, the this is the only time I've ever seen the Borg, and, like, you shoot them, and then they adapt to the lasers, and they won't get shot again or something. Yeah. Is that something that happens in the movies? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it was a cool line, like, he shoots him once, it works, shoots him again, and he goes, they've adapted. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked the Worf character. Data, not so much. I thought he was annoying. And uh, I liked Picard. He was cool. And that's the only characters that I remember from the show. <laughs> it was a guy with a beard, I think, and a guy with the, like the glasses. Jordy, I think. The glasses. There's a guy. Yeah, there's a guy. He he was a little nearsighted. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, he, he had the glasses on. Yeah. Uh, Worf actually has. Uh, since we're talking about this, he has my my favorite line from any Star Trek show ever, um, from any episode. Uh, he he joined the cast of Deep Space Nine. And one of the best episodes, they like Jeff pointed out, they go back in time. <laughs> and they actually go to the episode of the original Star Trek with the Tribbles. The, the little furry things. Yeah, sounds um, like Trouble. Yeah, tri- <laughs> Trouble with Tribbles. And they actually, with, you know, kind of the Forrest Gump thing, they actually interact with the old cast. And oh, that's cool. For me, it's, yeah, it's actually super cool. But... Uh, Back then on the original show, the Klingons, they just wore camo. Like, that was their whole alien thing. Like, they didn't have the, the forehead ridges or anything. And so everybody's giving him a hard time about why the Klingons look different now. And he won't say. But uh, they, bring out, they bring out the Tribbles, and Worf starts freaking out and growling at it. And they're, they're like, oh no, what are you doing? These things are so cute. And, and Worf says, Tribbles are mortal enemies of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that slayed me. So yeah, your, fa- your favorite I, I'm, line I'm, isn't uh, you did a little too much LDS in the sixties. Well, or... uh, well, that's from movies. <laughs> oh okay. Double dumbass on dumbass. you. <laughs> double dumbass on you. Double dumbass on you. What is this? The Dark Ages. <laughs> Captain, maybe you should handle the colorful metaphors. <laughs> All right, I guess anything left. For Rathacon or the Trek universe? On. I'll give I Jeff credit for being politically correct throughout this whole episode. What? The, star, the huge Star Trek fans like to be called Trekkers, not Trekkies for some reason. Yeah, I for some respect. Reason, Trek, Trekkies like enrages them. I don't understand. But mm-hmm. Hey, do Star Wars guys have a name? Like Wars, Wars or... No. They're called... We're just called Jedi. nerds. I was, was going to say nerds. I was going to say virgins. But yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're all. It's all of them. Um, the Trekkers. Like, yeah, I never understood it, but I respect. I respect. It's definitely an like. older generation. Too. There's like a generational gap there too. Although you do see people our age as huge Star Trek fans, because they went out of their way for that stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I have uh, a friend at work who named his dog Trekkie and his first kid Kirk. So, <laughs> nice. Claims, well, claims oh. his wife named the boy Kirk. I uh, don't buy it. Oh, I was named after Mr. Scott. There no no joke. That's not a joke. So there you See? go, Jeff. There you go. My dad loves Star Trek, the original one anyways. I wanted to name my boy Tiberius, but... <laughs> I was no, that's shot not. down. 
Oh god, that's awful. I I thought I thought your first choice was um was what was it? Matrix Dutch Matrix. <laughs> Dutch Matrix. First and middle name, yeah. Yep. I don't that, know. I don't, that was I don't know why the I don't know why the wife shot that one down. I know, it's stupid. These are pra- <laughs> two practical names. Practically insane. Yep. Alright. Are we done? Going once, going twice. Mm-hmm. It's time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was ya. I quit my job. Woot! <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. Other news, uh, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the SNL 30-year? 30-year? 40-year? 40. 40-year special was on last Sunday. I didn't catch all of it, but I caught you know the last half of it or whatever, and... It was okay. Some of it was kind of weird. The whole Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock thing was a little... I thought Chris Rock was really funny, and then Eddie Murphy was awkward. <laughs> but just like, that's they're celebrating every single person in SNL, and Chris Rock was just saying, yeah, you guys are all crap compared to Eddie Murphy. That, I didn't like that. Like he was... I, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I thought Chris Rock was actually had a really funny line about how uh, after 48 Hours and Beverly Hills Cop, how yeah. Eddie Murphy was still on the show, and as a cast <laughs> member, he hosted... <laughs> Yeah. Chris Rock says, I bet the other cast members love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was funny, but I think it was a little just weird. You're hosting everybody's there, and you're just, whatever. But yeah, Eddie Murphy wasn't funny at, and at all. Oh, it seemed like everybody in the, in the audience was just completely blotto. <laughs> well, that, too. <laughs> that didn't hurt. It was awkward every time somebody stood up to say something, yeah. even if it was part of a bit. And the one thing that we talked about, or we briefly mentioned, was... Bill Murray came out and he's kind of it was somber tone talking about the people who have who have died that have been on the show and they're going through showing everybody Jim Belushi, Chris Farley, everybody, all the behind the scenes people and it shows John Lovitz. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last one. Yeah, he's the last one. And then the camera pans to him in the crowd and he just look on his face like, "What the fuck?" Funny. That was pretty hilarious. Oh, man, that, oh, that killed me. That's cold. Cool. The, the in memoriam thing. Yeah. That was depressing as fuck. Yeah. It was. And considering I, I... So, we'll have to do an episode on SNL, so I won't talk too much about it. But that was I, cool. Yeah, I just, I just want to say one thing. Like, I, you know, they went through everybody, and so... Um, well, yeah, we'll save it for another episode about our favorites. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I wish they'd shown some more of some of the other people. Like, I didn't catch the first half, so maybe there was more Phil Hartman, maybe some more Farley in the first half of it. But uh, Right, yeah. Um, and but, other than... Go ahead. I was going to talk a little bit about the, the 40th still. Oh, go for it. Um, in the second half, um, the the new Andy Samberg song was pretty funny. Uh, oh, with, with Adam Sandler? That just, was good. just calling out <laughs> all the people that, that crack up. And there's yeah. always Fallon and Sands. Yeah. <laughs> Fallon and Sands. Yeah, that was pretty good. And I I don't I forgot who introduced them, but they they purposely messed up their names and like Adam Sandberg and Andy. I think it was Zach Galifianakis. Was it? Yeah, he said their names inverted. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I, they basically I cra- are the same people. Yeah, I I cracked up when Christopher Walken came out to introduce Kanye West. <laughs> And he said his name was Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't know who he was. 
because Squawkin could not give less of a shit about yeah. it. Squawkin should not stage. know who Kanye West is. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, they did a, yeah, and they did a Wayne's World thing at the end, and uh, Dave, not David Spade, uh, Dana Carvey's looking old. Mm-hmm. Old man Garth up there. Yeah. <laughs> he looks old in the movies. I was going to say, he, he still looks more like Garth than Mike Myers looks like. Really? Like, yeah. I th- I mean, they both look like him because they're wearing their wigs and their hats. Right. But, but I mean, like he's still he's still skinny and yeah, I guess. So you're just doing the the goofy overbite. And it was terrible. Like I I, I want to go back and watch some of those skits and see if they were just as bad as this because <laughs> they were rough. Like, even the Wayne's World one was rough. Like yeah, nostalgia rubbed off right away on that one. <laughs> and then then they had like part of the bit was they had to replace one of the signs and they couldn't get it working. So yeah. like a tactical malfunction on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the other news I had was nothing. We already mentioned the Spider-Man thing last week, right? Yeah. So I'm done. Uh, Alex, I got a couple tidbits. Are they juicy? Oh, they're pretty juicy, especially my first tidbit here. All right. And uh, let's see. Look at the Swedes have beaten us, beaten us to the punch again. Swedish bikini team. <laughs> Close. They are about to release a uh, another Swedish action comedy musical B movie called Dyke Hard. Uh, we're talking about like the water sluices. Oh no! <laughs> it looks like the gem movie that everybody's been clamoring for, except everybody's a lesbian. Wait, what? I, th- I think I think you got that wrong, Alex. Oh what? <laughs> Well, every gem fan like myself has been clamoring for. I'm, I was saying that the the lesbian part wasn't necessarily mutually exclusive. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks ridiculous. I saw the trailer. What? What's a gym? A guy? I know I've never been to a gym before. Gem, <laughs> but... the 1980s cartoon. Gem and the holograms, Jeff. Hello. Oh, the girl singers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jeff's Jeff's defeatist. <laughs> oh. You count me in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like uh, the 80s glam rock and lesbians, you should check out the trailer. And my other small uh, <laughs> tidbit news. Yeah, I know. Uh, Bioware announced its first original game in years, and it's gone. It has been canceled after six months in production. What? What mm-hmm. was it? Shadow Realms. I guess I it was. It's supposed know. to be an online action RPG. In other news, Alex got a job. <laughs> what? I didn't have a. I don't have a job yet. Oh, never mind. I was just joking that you got the job, and then they cut the game out. Oh, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> But yeah, I'm cracking myself up, and I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, the excuse that the uh, studio manager said was like, "Oh, we have other stuff in the works, like massive, n- more Mass Effect, you know, next Mass Effect game, more Dragon Age Inquisition, <laughs> DLC, Force Awakened bullshit." I don't know. So that's why they canceled an original title because they suck. The end. Uh, okay. Scott? Uh, start off with a review. I watched Kingsman over the weekend. Uh, I highly recommend it. 
is it about the two-time Stanley Cup champion LA Kings? <laughs> it's got blades in it, right? Well, if if you mean the the heroes have to struggle through the whole thing, and it looks like they're going to lose, but they pull it out in the end, then yes. Yay! Uh, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, Matthew Vaughn's latest directorial movie. Uh, he gave up directing the last X-Men movie to, to do this one, and I think it might have been worth it. He uh, comes up with some very creative violence in this movie. There's some insane action scenes in this. One of them might be an all-time classic. I don't know. I have to watch the movie again. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, Jeff will hate it because it has British people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Just, anybody, subti- just from the trailer, Samuel, watching Samuel Jackson's villain character looks awesome. It was, it was kind of a change of pace for, for Sammy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, watch it. Good action. Some good musical beats. Subtitles some- or no? <laughs> I think you can watch it without subtitles. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want subtitles. Did you watch yeah. the King's Speech? I did. Yeah, you'll be fine. I liked it. Yeah, you'll I think be, you'll be I fine. think British people with stuttering problems I can understand. <laughs> it's the regular blokes I have a hard time understanding. <laughs> like that one Wookiee with the speech impediment. Yes. <laughs> God. Thrawn trilogy, biatches. Good old laser fingers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, other than that, I just want to talk a little bit about the, the upcoming uh, blockbusters. So, for the rest of the year, there's pretty good lineup of movies. Um, there'll be uh, a new James Bond. I'm a huge Bond fan. Uh, called Spectre. Looking forward to that. The Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 7 coming out at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Jurassic World. Ba, 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 I hate to admit it, but the next Fantastic Four doesn't look completely horrible. That's true. And then last but certainly not least, Avengers 2. Electric Boogaloo. So it's shaping up to be a, a good year as far as the Is movies it- go. Isn't the Mad Max movie coming out too? Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Mad Max, new Mad Max is coming. Out. Damn, so many good movies. So, and I'll probably see two of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I'll probably watch zero. <laughs> uh, I mean, Avengers is a lock. Yeah, that yeah. and Star Wars are the only two guarantees for me. Yeah, other than that. yeah, I'll probably <laughs> better believe it. <laughs> and then finally, uh, there's a new Cameron Crowe movie on the way. I'm a big fan of his work. Yeah, so, wait, didn't he get shot? Cameron Crowe? Yeah. I don't think so. No, that's the crow. Never mind. <laughs> so. Jeebus H. Got doom. Even I think that's bad. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Don't, don't encourage him, Alex. I almost said Jeff. I'm so used to telling people. <laughs> I know. To encourage Alex. Oh, that's awesome. Then now you guys are encouraging me. Yeah, so. Yeah, new Cameron Crowe's got a good way. way uh, called Aloha. It looks very similar to Elizabeth Town, though, so I don't know how good it's going to be. But it's got uh, the the guy that played the fox from Guardians of the Galaxy, or the raccoon, I mean. And, <laughs> you mean American Sniper? Yeah, whatever the hell his name is. I'm, the guy's Hanging. never done anything before, so. Hanging with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Emma, one Emma Stone. 
Ooh, Emma so, Stones. And then I, for the life of me, cannot remember if I talked about it last week. But uh, if not, I'll just say it again. Check out Birdman. It's awesome. Yeah, you did. Birdman. Okay. Yeah, watch I, Birdman. I'll say it again. Watch it. It's good. And that's what about I What about Condor Man? No. <laughs> oh, F you, Scott. I used to love that movie. <laughs> me too. I haven't seen it in 30 years. Yeah, me either since the beta tape. I haven't, <laughs> haven't seen it. And I can't find it anywhere. I've been trying. So wait, are the Oscars this weekend? Yeah, I, I want to say they're always in March, but I guess I'm wrong. I will be watching Sunday night and making catty comments. <laughs> to yourself. So by the time this airs, <laughs> it'll already happen. So I'm going to predict Ooh, that... Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to predict that um, Harrison Ford wins Best Actor in a Comedy. And for... Um, I don't know, Indiana Jones and Anchorman the Temple too? of Clowns. And, um, I don't know what I'm going here. Someone interrupt it's me. Academy Award for Best Actor Ever. Yeah. That's Christopher Lambert for Wait. Highlander. Yeah. Who's, who's going to win the Old Man Achievement Award this year? Ooh, Harrison Ford. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? I have no idea. Oh. Dude, they, he they, looked messed gave, up in that they, they SNL thing. At the Golden Globes, they gave Clooney the... Yeah, but he's too young for the Lifetime Achievement Award. I know, it's weird. Wait, maybe not for the Golden Globes, because no one cares, but let's see. I think it's going to be Smaug that wins nope, the Oscar it's all, for Best Actor. It's, it's part of the EGOT, Jeff. Is it? Part of the EGOT? Oh, no, it's not. EGOT. Do, re, EGOT. Actually, maybe not. So wait. It's not. It's <laughs> Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, There's... and Tonys. Right? Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anyway, I messed up with the G's. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, wait, what year is this? 15? Let's see who's going to win. Uh, Birdman, because it's the only movie I've seen that's nominated. American Sniper's probably going to win a bunch of shit. Best, best plastic baby in a movie. Oh, NPH is hosting. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, it's going to be held in Hollywood. Interesting. <laughs> At the Trine Auditorium? <laughs> I don't know. That's going to help that fucking Kodak Theater, I'm assuming. Um, wait, where is Lifetime Achievement Award, you... It's not a nomination, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> I know, but don't they, know, they just say who wins ahead of time, right? Like, it's not no. a... No, they don't. But <laughs> it's is, not... This isn't like, like the Olympics. Way. It's not what? like... They, they might... Yeah, whoever was going to win it probably already knows. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, all I, right. I, I, I don't know if that's supposed to be public knowledge. Sean Connery. Oh, okay. Sean Connery. Yeah, is he all right? I haven't seen him in public in forever. No, he he disappeared. He's, re- so he he's slap, retired. So he beating, goes slap around women in, yeah, in private. Be, beating women at the hospital. No, no. No, he doesn't beat women. He just slaps them around. Yeah, uh, slapping around. Okay. Only if they need it, though. <laughs> Take your medicine. All right. So, all right. American <laughs> Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood. Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma. Is that about a uh, Latino with big boobs? Because if it is, I'm voting for <laughs> I that. I wish. It's actually about the Civil Rights Movement, Jeff. But you're close. Martin Damn King. it. Um, the Theory of Everything and Whiplash. I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> they made a movie about an Iron Man villain? They did. Sure. Wow. It's amazing how well it worked. Um, so yeah, I'm voting for. I'm going to say, without having seen any of these, 
The Lego movie. Boyhood. Birdman for cinematography. Well, I'm talking about best picture only. Birdman. Django. <laughs> Birdman. Is it even nominated for cinematography? Let's see here. I don't know. <laughs> Cheapest age. Should be. Um, no, apparently best cinematography is not on this list. Not even a category anymore, according to Wikipedia. Oh. Obviously Thanks. it has to be. Why am I... Why am I not seeing it here? According to the Wikipedia page I have open, Dave Winfield hit 465 home runs. <laughs> Funny. In his illustrious career. All right. I think we are officially rambling. Um, that ends up this episode. <laughs> that what are we talking about? <laughs> ends up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I my gosh. Quit. Alex, what are we talking about next week? We are going to – I'm going to go back to uh, an animated classic. I think every other one of my uh, (laughs) – every other one of my uh, topics is going to be animated. And we are going to be talking about the original Transformers the movie. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy. Did I hear him? Yeah, I'll, I'll save the joke again for <laughs> I won't be able to contribute anything because I haven't seen this movie since I was like eight and I don't remember it, but it has robots. The go-bots, the go-bots. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, wait, before we go, if you enjoy the show, please visit our Facebook page. Uh, Jeff, what is the URL for that? www.com all right. Facebook, HansShotFirst.com. HansShot1ST. Yes. Thanks please again, be, thanks please, again, William. Yes, please be like William and contribute. We know people are downloading it. We're seeing the downloads. But only one person has ever gone on the webpage besides <laughs> us. And I don't even think us. Stop all the downloading. Thank you, Mr. William. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the first person to respond to this Shout out podcast to um, will be cool. The Gobots, the Gobots. Nano Plan, please don't eat braces. Nano Plan. Birds, all of them. Yes. Uh, all of us. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Sorry, guys, something happened with the recording, and I was distracted, and I don't know how much we lost. Yeah, I know. Well, that's all I got.